This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopcoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band tee. We are raising money for the local artist in northeastern Pennsylvania whose income was drastically affected by COVID-19 since the world shut down all the way back in March of last year. Hard to believe we've been going through this for almost a year now, but that's why this fundraiser is so important. Artists and musicians' income has been next to nothing, and by buying a t-shirt on the online store, your purchase will directly have an impact as the proceeds go to the band whose shirt you are buying. There are over 100 bands, artists, and venues to choose from, but the store will be closing at the end of March. So go to thepopgoproject.com and purchase your shirt today. That's thepopgoproject.com, and click the link for Shirts for the Scene and Shirts of the Scene is made possible by Axelrad Screen Printing in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Visit them online at axelradarmy.com. My guest today is a musician from Northeastern Pennsylvania with a band who will be releasing their first recorded material on February 25th. We talk about the release of that EP, which they'll be celebrating with a show at the Pisano Winery in Hunlock Creek on March 20th. The EP was a long time in the making, which we also got into, that included my guest actually getting COVID. We'll give you guys the premiere of a song off the EP called Just High Enough at the end of the show, so be sure to stick around to the end. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with this guy. Welcome to the show, Frank Marcinkowski of the band Mellifluous. And we are live. What's up, man? Not much, man. It's good to see you. I think we met one time in Scranton at the B Spot for the Music Awards. And that might have been the only time we ever met. Yeah, probably. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, for sure. But I got to say, thanks for having me on. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm a big podcast listener all around. And uh, mostly like the LA circuit. And by that, I mean the Austin, Texas circuit. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, definitely huge fan of your show. And Thank you. And you're doing with the uh, shirts, you know, for a cause and everything like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I'm joined today by Frank uh, Marcinkowski, uh from the band, let's not screw it up, Mellifluous. Aced it. Aced it. Sweet. It's not easy. <laughs> But uh, you guys have some um, new music coming out shortly. Yes, we do. What's the plan? What's going on? Uh, so we can get into the nitty gritty. But yeah, we're going to release our first EP in a couple weeks, February 25th. And you were pretty stoked about it. Yeah. And I had the pleasure. Uh, we'll, we'll play one of the songs off of that EP at the end of this podcast. So that's exciting. So thanks for uh, hooking me up. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you. So this is the first recorded material from the band? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's been a while now. We started, uh, we've only been a band for, uh, we're going to be coming up on two years, I think in March. And then we wanted to get this EP out in 2020. And we had a couple of a uh, couple hurdles. Like what? To, uh, what happened in 2020 <laughs> that could possibly have kept you guys There's from some uh, small stuff here and there? You know, I stubbed my toe. Uh, you know, <laughs> my computer broke down. Yeah. No. Well, there was a couple things. We actually recorded this 
EP with another engineer and we weren't liking how it was going and like for the, the price and everything, we decided, you know, we're going to start fresh. Uh, friend of mine, Tony Demito, he's from the area, he's from Nanticoke. He graduated actually with my mom. That's how I know him. But right from Nanticoke, he went to Berkeley and then went out to LA and kind of, you know, made it in the uh, music business there, right from uh, movies and TV shows, stuff like that. Um, so we decided to, you know, start recording with him, but he lives now in Phoenix, Arizona. So we had to record everything right here. And this is my studio and my house. You got a sweet setup there. I love the, uh, the backdrop. Thank Came you. prepared with a nice mic, some headphones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had the, the tools, so I figured I might as well use them. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to set up the other mics, and then the other guys both uh, ditched out on me, like, last minute. Yeah, what what's up with that, guys? You- so, uh, Joe ended up having some family stuff in the Poconos he had to go do, and then uh, Scam, Joe's our bass player, then Mike Scam, our drummer, he, uh, it's COVID-related. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he works at his uh, college and I guess somebody else that he works with got COVID. So then he got called in the work. And oh. Like they just, yeah. So they put it on him last minute, like last night after I sent you the email with the song and everything. So it was late. And then that's all good, man. Yeah, for sure. So I'm here. We got Frank. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you were recording uh, in your studio and what sent him off to? The guy in, in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we actually recorded the drums. We put together a room actually at the uh, this bar we were playing at in town, Mill and Jim's Parkway, the, the Parkway, as most people call it. So we ended up like building as much as we can of a drum room to record everything there. And Norm, our sound guy uh, for all the live shows and stuff, he, uh, he hooked us up with like all the mics and everything. So we recorded the drums there. We sent them off and then, you know, we were learning. We never recorded anything. I never went, I never like hit the LCCC uh, music recording technology course or anything. So we actually recorded all the drums for the EP because Scam was going away and then sent them out. We got, I got a call. He was like, hey, uh, when's your drummer going away? I'm like, oh, not for like some more weeks. He goes, all right, yeah, I'm going to need that back. So we had to re-record um, all the drums for the whole EP again. We had to, like, tweak some things, just, like, mic setups and stuff like that. Um, we laugh because our song, uh, Snake Pit, which is the first song we wrote, that one we probably recorded, like, six times through and through, <laughs> just through different engineers and then uh different things so we learned you know they say you learn more from failure than you do success and we've been learning a lot (laughs) with this ep that's the truth that's the truth for sure which i think is good i think uh you know if everything came easy everyone would do it right yeah exactly and now we have a process down you know we've been writing songs because we've had these songs written these five for a while um, you know, we'd playing them and then we'd be telling our fans like, yeah, we're, we're going to release the CP and then COVID happened. And that was another big thing was the, uh, like the quarantine where at first it was like, no, we probably really shouldn't leave our houses. So like the OG quarantine with everything, 
we uh you know we had like a probably a month where we didn't really do much and then you know recording vocals and i got covid and then there was no singing for a while yeah what was that like um so it was weird the first day i i was actually at a show that day uh like a solo acoustic thing my nose burned and i just knew it was weird we played like a show the week before and you you know there are people there so uh I was kind of just like a little on the fence. I'm like, my nose burns. It's a weird symptom. I kind of feel okay, but I didn't want to chance it. So I canceled the gig that night. I was like, I'm, I'm starting to feel sick. I don't want to risk anything. Then the next day I woke up in a puddle of sweat, the worst like headache, body ache, fever that I've ever experienced. Like I had the body aches as if I like fell off of a roof. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best way to describe it. So I was, um, for about three days, I was pretty sick. Um, after that, I was just like tired for like four weeks. Wow. Of just no energy. Just I'd feel fine for a couple of days and I'd wake up and I just, you know, feel like shit again. But yeah, I'd be on the phone with people and I'd be like, hey, I gotta hang up. Like I can't really talk. Like I'm winded from just talking, you know, the wow. winded from using the steps and stuff like that. So that put a little bit of a delay on the the EP as well with all that. And when was that? When, when did you have COVID? That was back in October. The end of October, we played a couple October fests and it was cool. It was like, the, you know, everything started to pick up late in the summer, um, you know, with the outdoor stuff. And then it was getting cold, but we were still like hanging on playing some like colder outdoor shows. But yeah, the end of October is when I got sick. And then that just, you know, like I said, it was about a month. I never got a cough. That was the weirdest thing. I didn't get a cough. I got, I guess I had a sore throat, but it was just, I went to sing and there was just like nobody home. Like I just had to build it up for like every day, just doing certain vocal exercises and stuff to just slowly build it back up. Crazy. Are you, uh, how are you now? Cause I've heard that um, we don't know the long-term effects of, of people who have COVID. And uh, there's some people who've had experienced uh symptoms even you know after right yeah um so now i'm good i haven't noticed any long-term things other than like that whole month of just being tired uh but now i've been good i've been like working out and running and lifting and stuff again cool i go on like these crazy camping trips once in a while so i've been able to do that again good that's good yeah yeah it was weird when we first when this first happened, like nobody here in northeastern Pennsylvania was like really getting affected by it. But then, yeah, come like October, late fall, I mean, it just kind of like everyone knew somebody who had it at that point. Right. So, yeah, it got pretty sketchy. It was like everybody I knew had it or knew somebody who had it. And then we had a couple. There was a couple of times where we were going to play like a small, like a, like a birthday party. You know, we got like a, some kind of gig for that. And then it was a couple of days before, oh, this one has COVID. We, we parties off. That happened like twice where we were going to play and then somebody got COVID and then we didn't, didn't end up playing at all. Yeah. What did last year look like for you as a band? And obviously like this is the first kind of uh, new music from the band that you recorded and you're going to put out, but you know, you've mentioned a few times that you, you know, played shows, um, birthday parties and, and or, or, you know, out, out at the bar and things like that. 
what did last year look like for you guys as far as, you know, getting through that? Yeah. So about 12 months ago, everything was still in the norm. Um, and we were starting to make some waves, you know, we, we had this EP, you know, uh, we were originally at this time recording with, uh, the, the first engineer this time last year, but everything was looking good. We were starting to make some waves, you know, gain some traction. We were hitting like, you know, the local bar scene. We play like a bunch of covers and stuff too. Um, but then we were always playing our originals and stuff. And so the EP, you know, we were starting to work on that. We had, a uh, couple festivals booked for the summer and then we had a tour we we're going to hit a couple different states up just like around this area of um yeah it was going to be the first ever mellifluous tour and then yeah so that all uh that all went down the drain pretty much so we were you know we had a lot of big plans a lot of big stuff i think the original ep release date and i think that was like September it was supposed to be and then I remember being in September and recording stuff and like just kind of laughing at that <laughs> that you know release date but you know it was tough we didn't really have the tools here in our studio um to really do a lot of live streams or a lot of virtual content you know I did a couple acoustic things here and there but you know that still just doesn't hit the same as a as a real live gig you know you got to feed off a the people that's a yeah. big part of it like for me um so yeah it was it was definitely tough it put a damper on the ep it put a damper on you know the the tour we were gonna hit i never really hit a tour with any other band so that was gonna be my first tour all in all i think the other guys could kind of say the same so uh yeah we were we were definitely bumming you know just trying to do whatever we can try to stay engaged with people let them know that we're still working we're still a band you know we still exist that was as much as we really could do yeah and i guess um you know you're going to release this ep in end of this month and typically you know you'd be able to go play shows you know hit different states but what's the plan right now because i feel like unfortunately um sadly we still can't make plans for the future Right. Yeah. So, um, well, we have our release first time and for all your fans, everybody listening first announcement right here, we have our release show March 20th. That's going to be at Paisano's winery in Hunlock Creek. We've been playing there a bunch. Um, they've been great. You know, they've been having bands and stuff. They have like the big outdoor setting and now they're doing the, you know, they expanded their indoor stuff. But that's where we're going to have our release show, March 20th. Um, that's where I'm from, actually. Hanlock Creek? Yeah, that's where I grew up. Oh, nice. Are you familiar with the winery there? I'm not. I feel like my family has mentioned that they've been there before. Um, but I have not been there, no. Yeah, it's about, it's right on, a, what's that, 29. Yeah. Like, where you pass off Moon Lake, if you're coming from Nanticoke, you pass off Moon Lake, and it's probably another half mile to a mile. And then it's on the right. They always, like, have some flags there by their driveway yeah it's been interesting a lot of the venues the, them getting creative uh yeah because it, it had to uh and I'm, I'm happy that they have because you know it gives people like you still uh a shot at at you know having performers and entertainment and you know continue doing business oh definitely yeah we've been thankful you know i um 
you know, for the past couple of years, I was pretty much just, you know, that was my, my main source of income was playing music. I do like a lot of acoustic stuff. You know, you could throw me in a corner of a bar somewhere and I'd be good. You know, just me and my acoustic. I did some loop pedal stuff when I'd be solo. But that was, you know, my main thing. I'd play like three to five shows a week. That was my, you know, that was my work. So, yeah. Um, and not to promote was, myself or what I'm doing, because it's not about me, but I do want to interject here real quick. Um, that's why we launched Shirts for the Scene, uh, which is an online store uh, through the help of Axelrad. Um where obviously, you know, Frank just mentioned bands have not been able to play. Uh, so, you know, he just said he, he plays three or four times a week. He's lucky to play once a week now at all. Or once a all. month. Yeah, <laughs> once a month. So the reason that like, people don't understand, I don't think they think about, not that they don't understand, they don't think about the fact that like musicians, like they get paid to play <laughs> at venues. So right. even, if, even if it's a hundred bucks and you're playing three times a week, four times a week, that's $400 a week. Multiply that by four. Uh, it's a good chunk of change and it's, it's, it's income that, you know, artists and musicians count on. So when I sat back and thought about it, I'm like, man, like these guys are getting crushed and no one's really thinking about them. And again, like the entire world is going through this. So everyone's not just like, you know, sitting around on piles of money where they can just be like, Oh, who can I help out today? But, um, you know, I thought about the bands for a few different reasons. One, I've kind of thrown myself into the local scene here over the past almost 17 years now. Um, and I just wanted to make a difference and like, and you can kind of attest to this too. I'm sure you've been part of them, you know, but when people hold benefits or you know charity events, the first thing that they do is they, they say, who can we get to play this benefit? So that way we can draw people. They'll pay the $10 cover and that money will go to the cause. Uh, and bands have always done it year over year, time after time, without hesitation. And, you know, they've never asked us for anything in return. But I thought, you know, now is a time where they need us. So how can we help them? And so, again, with the help of Axelrad Screen Printing, we were able to launch Shirts for the Scene. And there's over 100 different bands, yours is included, uh, in that store. Where you can buy the shirt and uh, the proceeds from the shirt sale go back to the band whose shirt you're buying. So... Um, you can get there. The easiest way to get there is going to my website. It's thepopgoproject.com. There's a link at the top of the site. Uh, hit that and you'll be able to browse over 100 different artists um, in that store. So that will wrap up at the end of March. Uh, we're, I think, at like $6,100 so far. I would love to see that number get to 10 before it's all said and done. But um, yeah, I think I'm hoping that we can uh, you know, make a difference for all you guys. Yeah, man. And thank you again. That's an awesome thing you're doing. I think I messed up and called it shirts for the cause earlier. That's but fine. <laughs> shirts for the scene, man. Yeah. You're doing a great thing and, uh, you know, you're doing it for no other reason than that, you know, do the great thing itself. So, you know, speaking as one of the bands in involved in that, thank you. You're very welcome. But you were saying, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Um, you're, you know, you're out there playing solo shows and, you know, three or four times a week. Yeah, so um, you know, I was kind of doing that even before Mellifluous was a band. Uh, we had worked with the other two guys. You know, we had all worked in different bands kind of years prior here and there. Um, but yeah, so I, that was, you know, that was my main thing. And then once we formed Mellifluous, we 
I was like, awesome, let's add that. You know, we did some different songs, maybe like some different covers. Uh, we tried to do like some new unique ones and then trying to get, you know, all the stuff I was playing solo, like, well, let's get the whole band there. And our schedule was uh, starting to fill up. You know, we were, we were starting to get more recognition. It's always great when after you play for a while, people start calling you and say, hey, I heard about your band or I saw your band, you know, you play here. And that was good, you know, that was good to um, make a couple bucks, you know, put money towards the band fund, towards merch and uh, the EP and everything like that. So staying busy with the cover gigs was just good, you know, overall to support, you know, for us, the originals are the main goal, like the long term you know, thing to focus on, but, you know, playing cover gigs is great. There's, you know, we, we gain a lot of fans that way, you know, we make, again, we make money to, to make other things possible and uh, everything like that. So yeah, we had a full schedule for 2020. And again, the, the tour was going to be brand new with the, with the EP out and stuff. And so we've just been trying now, like uh, I kind of just redid the studio, built a computer got a bunch of new software, music editing software, video editing software. And now rolling with the punches, we're going to just start uh, releasing a lot more virtual content pretty much. But again, you know, I think what, what we plan to do is because again, you know, the virtual content's great, but at the same time, it's not as good as the live stuff. Right. It just, yeah, it just doesn't hit the same. So we plan to get a lot of stuff out, kind of build up a more of a fan base that way and engage with a lot of people. And then once everything goes back to normal or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like, we plan to have, you know, a better, better, like, uh, I guess, bigger fan base, you know, more engagement and stuff like that to maybe have it easier for us to get into some bigger venues and, you know, stuff like that. Sure. And for those of you who may not, or for those of you, for those who don't know about your band, uh, I'm afraid to say it again, and in a fear of uh, <laughs> Mellifluous. Yeah. Mellifluous. For those of who haven't not heard of you before, what could they expect? Uh, some rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. definitely feel like your 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 music is not like the cookie cutter music people could expect. Like, it's not. It's not, um, you know, early two thousands rock. It's not, it's not folk. It's not. It, it's it's definitely unique. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'll definitely take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> you know, we we try to be a little different. We don't. You know, we definitely try to stay away from the cookie cutter thing. But we're just like, a, you know, we're a melting pot of all of our influences. Uh, we cover a lot of a lot of like 90s grunge rock we cover some like you know a lot of pink floyd jimi hendrix zeppelin i mean you know the rock and roll greats uh not to be too cliche with all of that but and that's for your like you know your cover stuff right yeah that's the cover stuff right but of course you know a lot of the stuff we cover we try to keep you know stuff that's in our vein that's kind of always been there as an influence sure so for our originals um yeah we try to just play some you know hard rock that's just you know you know pumps you up kind of high energy stuff we have like a, a slow song we call our ballad um on the ep 
but yeah we just try to play some cool rock and roll you know with maybe like an old school kind of vibe to it you know we try to get a little progressive at times with like the certain instrumental stuff we do um but yeah you know that's like again we're writing now for the second ep already and we're trying okay. to keep it technical you know to wow the musician nerds but at the same time just have like that good good overall energy that you know makes you want to get up and like you know bob your head or move around or something that's awesome yeah yeah well the new ep is called just high enough right yes is there a, a meaning behind that yeah so um i guess there's a couple meanings with that i guess the overall meaning, you know, you could perceive that it's open to interpretation, basically. But <laughs> I like it's kind of like just uh, just high enough, like just over the, the hump, like just keeping your head above water of, I guess, a lot of the uh, the bullshit that's out there these days. Um, yeah, I would I like say that. Yeah. I like that. And the lead tra- the, the title track that we'll have uh, in a, in a few here is also called "Just High Enough." Is there? I mean, were you talking about that song in particular with what you just said, or is there a, a meaning behind that song? It's different than the EP. Um, I guess the EP kind of sums all that up. You okay. know, the different songs are definitely about different things. Um, but yeah, pretty much just. Uh, Shattering the grand illusion, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Some Rick and Morty there for you. I'm not familiar with Rick and Morty. Oh, dude, you gotta watch some Rick and Morty. I'm telling you. Dude, I mean, I have very limited time the way it is between, you know, being a husband and a father <laughs> and working full time, like <laughs> and then doing this. Like I've been doing this like like two or three nights a week. Um oh wow. That's yeah, awesome. so I've been. I, I wanted to come out of the gate swinging, so to speak. So yeah, I have very little time to be uh, watching Rick and Morty. Sorry, <laughs> I love. I'd love to. I heard it's great, but yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. But pretty much, yeah, just high enough is. Um, it's just kind of like you know, don't get weighed down with uh, a lot of the mainstream BS, the political BS. You know, a lot of times. I, I wouldn't have social media if it wasn't for the band. Oh, I dude. Definitely just, I, a lot of times I just delete it off my phone because I can't, once you get to scroll and you just get to, you know, all the algorithms just lead you to probably the worst headspace you can achieve. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. And, the, you know, I used to be, well, I kind of still am involved in sales to an extent, but like when I was in, you know, with the radio stations, like I kept, I kept it for that just because I wanted to be in the know of like new businesses or what people were doing, like different events. Um, I just left the stations a few weeks ago. I work with uh, Axel Red Screen Printing now, uh, but still have my foot in sales. So, and then I'm doing this, so I can't, I can't get rid of social media either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's like a bittersweet thing, you know, they have a sucked in. Have you, have you seen, um, Oh, I did. The social experiment, I think it's called. I have not. It's a movie, so I get to watch like movies like once a week, right? Oh, cool! There you go. <laughs> Squeeze in so, some Rick and Morty. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will. 
Uh, but yeah, the so I think it's called the social experiment, but it talks about how all these platforms and the internet, like they just like, like target you and consume you. And like, it's bad. It's kind of scary, actually. I, I would definitely encourage you to watch that. If you're talking about how you hate social media and, and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Check that out. Oh, it'll, I definitely It'll will. scare you. It'll scare you. <laughs> yeah. I think I've, I might've heard of that actually. Yeah. Now that you're explaining what it is. But yeah, a lot of that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the reason I involve myself in music and I write music is to kind of, you know, one of the main goals is to inspire others, kind of get them out of that a little bit. Yeah. No, that's great. We need that. I love music. I've loved music since I was, since I can remember, really. Uh, Anything but country, really. Yeah. You know what? I say the same thing. I don't have any, I don't have anything against country, but personally, I just don't, I don't really play any country. I don't listen to country. I don't have to. Yeah. What are some of your, uh, your inspiration behind your music? Um, I grew up with a lot of classic rock in my household, uh, some deeper cuts of certain things, you know, but then, um, you know, just, yeah, like the, Honestly, I'm a rock guy. Any any kind of rock, any era of rock. I mean, some of the hair metal stuff isn't really, I don't get into that too much, but I just always thought like, you know, blues influenced rock was kind of my thing. You know, I could listen to some jazz. I kind of learned some jazz here and there to keep myself humble. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, truth, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this stuff's crazy, some of it. But yeah, you know, I listen to a lot of progressive rock. Um, some of my favorite guitar players. I don't know if you know who Guthrie Govan is. I don't. I'll write it down though. Oh. Oh. I think we lost him. All right, we're back again. A little bit of uh, some technical difficulties, thankfully. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out here. It was not on me this time. <laughs> it's not a big deal, I man. I'm just busting your balls. But yeah, this, this happened to me twice in a week. And uh, yeah, had I been smart and hit the pause button instead of the stop button, we would have been. This would have been seamless. But uh, I hit the wrong button when this all happened. But not a big deal. Thankfully, I have Justin from uh, Ionic Development that helps me out with this stuff, and he pieces it together. And we do a little uh, like a TV like uh, thing or whatever, or like a movie where it has that um, that like that rainbow screen. Yeah, yeah. So he, and <laughs> oh yeah, Justin's great. He's the best. Uh, yeah, I, I would he not be him. able to do that this without him. So thank you, Justin. Shout out to you. Oh yeah, shout out to Ionic Development. They shot a promo video for us uh last year. Nice. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a great team there. And like I said, if it wasn't for Justin, I would not be uh doing this. So again, thank you to him. Yeah, but for sure. We were talking about some of your guitar influences. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I mentioned that guy, Guthrie Govin. He's in a yes. band called the Aristocrats. He is um if people ask me like who's my favorite guitar player who do i think like the best guitar player i mean he's a little older than we are 
but he's still like fairly young, relatively young. I think he's like the best guitar player going, like any genre, any anything. I mean, I think he's just I he's my favorite guitar player. But like a lot of people don't know about him. But the Aristocrats are like a real progressive rock instrumental band. Cool. Yeah. If you're a real guitar nerd, you probably know who he is, like from his YouTube stuff. He has some some pretty cool uh, lessons. Very good. I'll definitely check him out. So what else? We talked about uh, the band. We talked about all that kind of stuff. Let's talk yeah. about you. Let's talk about you. All right. Frank so me, Marcinkowski. My name's Frank. I'm having currently having work done on my bathroom downstairs. The guy plugged something in, turned it on, and that's what tripped the uh, the breaker. So that's on me. That whole thing. It happens, man. That's the, you know yeah. we were we were discussing before. Like I love the fact that we can do this like this, but. I also hate it because things like that happen. I had right. two issues last week. Uh, I would love to eventually one day when COVID kind of uh, hopefully ends, have a studio and, and bring guests in and things like that. But like, this is great because it's flexible. Um, the sound quality is not the best, but I appreciate you, uh, you know, putting your equipment to use there because I mean, a lot of people just use their their computers, and that's fine. I mean, that's the kind of world we live in right now. But um, mm-hmm. as you know, from an audio standpoint, it's not the uh, ideal situation. But um, but right, yeah, it it offers flexibility. And and if I had a studio, I'd be I'd have to plan so far ahead. And I just did one with a, a band. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, their name is Cuddle Drug. Yeah, I was actually catching a little little bit of that earlier. Yeah, so they. Um, that happened with them, right? You know, the, the computer froze, but, um, yeah, so much for, uh, your whole not editing videos thing, right? <laughs> you yes, try to keep well, all the podcasts, you know, you don't cut anything out or anything. I don't cut anything out. I, there but, you are. I mean, I mean, so, stuff together so these two, now these two will, none of it will be edited. They will just be, you know, added together, but we don't cut things out. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I found out about them on a, a Sunday and I saw that they were doing the, they're doing a live stream today at four o'clock. Uh, so I got with them, I think t- in two days. So if I had a studio, I wouldn't be able to do it that, that quick. So, and obviously they're in, they're in Philly, so I wouldn't have them as in, in studio guests either. So this is good for, you know, ease of use and, you know, being flexible. So. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and again, man, I'm a fan. Those Weekender files, those are something. Some of those stories you come off with. Are you familiar with the Weekender? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but you're young. You're probably much younger than I am. I'm 24. Yes, you're very young. Jesus, 24. Wow. <laughs> the things I was doing at 24. Yeah. I'm 30. Jesus, it's 14 years. You're 14 years younger than me. Wow. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. That so sucks. I, I was probably, you know, pretty small. I don't know if I could have been reading yet by the time the, the weekend it was really at its peak. Yeah. So I started when I was 21 or 22. So you were like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was reading by then. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were reading Berenstein Bears or, or Dr. <laughs> Seuss books. Okay. <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah curious I, george i'm out getting hammer drunk and you're reading dr seuss that's funny oh yeah it's funny to think about things like that just like 
the age difference. Oh, it makes me feel so old. <laughs> no, you're good. You know, it is it is funny though, because uh being like a musician and stuff, you know, all musicians kind of like hang together and stuff. And uh I'll hang out with like dudes in their 60s and just like jam, like because I'm trying to you know take some lessons, take sure. some notes of like some of these guys have been rocking for all that time. And it's just like we'll be chilling just like I chill with you know my my friends my age and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the weekend ones are fun. Like they've been fun. Um, the funniest thing is we can't talk a lot about the stories that were actually the best just because <laughs> <laughs> they should not be documented anywhere, nice. unfortunately, but they were good times. Yeah. It's so weird too. Cause like, you know, you're, you're 24, like the scene even pre COVID is vastly different than, you know, what the scene looked like when I was 24. And then even like 10 years before my time, it was even much different then than it was for me. It just, it's so weird how things change and evolve and sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. Um, right. And it's weird now too. Cause I, and I feel like the entertainment scene in Northeastern, Northeastern Pennsylvania was so like, or, or actually starting to get so much better because there was a time I think in like 2008, 2009, 2010, like the band scene kind of died. Um, a lot of the yeah. clubs and the venues shut down. They or they stopped doing local bands. They started doing DJs. Nothing wrong with that, but they just stopped doing live entertainment in that that aspect. And like, I feel like within the last like three, four years, it really started to pick up again. Like you had places like the V Spot and Stage West, and you know the Keys before that closed. Um, but just different venues that were like, you know, actively having live music. Um, and even down in Wilkes-Barre, there was Carl Hall. Uh, the Jazz Cafe has always been big into music. Um, yep. I think the scene actually in Scranton was probably better than Wilkes-Barre. But I just feel like there was such, there was like a, like a forward progress on it. And then COVID hit. And I think it really yeah. took some wind out of the sails for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I remember growing up and, uh, you know, that was my big inspiration to, to learn how to play guitar and start playing music and working with bands is just like being young. And there was a, any excuse for a festival, like any parking lot, you know, in, you know, I'm from Nanticoke, uh, born and raised, but like any parking lot where you could just put up a tent and have like some sort of trailer stage, there's like, I, I remember feeling like, you know, I was younger, but like almost every weekend in the summer, there was like somewhere to go, a bunch of bands playing, stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this. So as I got older, I remember I was in middle school and I was working, I was in a band and then like I would get some shows here and there. Like they throw us a little like 20 minute set, half hour set or something. And we used to play. Uh, then I kind of got away from it myself when I was in high school. I didn't really play any music. But then once I graduated, I wanted to start working with uh, bands again and start like getting out there playing shows. And yeah, I was just like, you know, what happened to everything? Because I was unplugged from it for a while. And then when I got back into it, I'm like, I remember this to be a little bit more happening. Yeah, I mean, I think people going out in general has changed. Um, yeah. You know, DUI laws definitely have, have had an impact on that. Not that, you know, people should be allowed to drink and drive. I'm not saying that, but, you know, you know, 
when I was 21 and, and well before me even like all right so uh two uh episodes of technical difficulties that one's on me uh <laughs> we're even now unbelievable I hope yeah. I hope that one I can convert that uh, Justin's gonna kill me uh, and I, f- I feel like we should probably wrap this up soon because it's almost like we're, this is not meant to happen. I know. This is how I felt recording this whole EP. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same thing. Maybe it's just me. I think it's just Maybe it's how you. I'm destined to operate. Yeah. Maybe it's you. <laughs> yeah. It's just how I'm meant to operate. You know, there's no other way to do oh, it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, geez. But um, we were talking about uh, the the difference of the scene now compared to, you know, I guess my earlier career and, and, you know, my parents, but, um, we're saying, um, just things are different DOI laws. Um, again, I said before, in case that gets cut out, um, I don't uh, condone drinking and driving, but it was just a different, different era. So like, and then I think, you know, these things have changed the game a lot, you know? Um, I just don't think people are going out as much as they used to. And, and I think, it's for many reasons because people are smarter today. They have more um, information at the, their fingertips. So it's like when they say they're smarter, like they're not going out drinking to in, in bars and, and smoking cigarettes like you know we used to uh, yeah. because they, you know, they're, they're more health conscious. I think so. They're just they're they're doing things differently, which which stinks because I mean that's where people want to be entertained is you know venues and clubs and things like that, but. I don't know if I can figure it out. I'll try and fix it. Yeah, please do. Well, I mean, you're doing, you're doing a great job of trying to fix it. I'd say with this platform for uh, musicians and stuff. So that's a big help. Definitely. Thank Again. you. But yeah, I'm even, doing. even, um, you know, six years ago now when I started, I remember playing a lot of like nine to one, 10 to two slots. And now it's like, got to cut it by 10. Like we used to start a show at 10 and now pretty much we're, we're wrapping it up by 10 dude i wouldn't go out until 10 like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i'm in my pajamas but uh yeah we were just, we we're just talking about this the other day with uh this will be out on uh, wednesday uh but with a girl i used to work with at the weekend and we talked about how you know we wouldn't go out until 10 10 30 now now stuff's getting you know closed at 10 10 30 so it's nuts yeah Nuts, nuts, yeah. nuts. I guess people have shit to do in the morning. I mean, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you got to fix that. <laughs> That's work, work. Yeah. F that. But why don't you tell people where they can find you guys on the internet? All right. So right now, the best platforms to find us are Facebook at Malif Lewis Band. Um, Instagram, Malif Lewis Band, N-E-P-A. Believe it or not, you know, everybody wants to make jokes about, you know, what's mellifluous? Oh, I never heard mellifluous, all this, right? And then we go to make all these uh, social media accounts and like it's taken everywhere. It's an adjective that describes a voice or sound that is pleasant to the ear. Okay. That yeah. makes sense now. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Every once in a while, we'll be like at a bar or something and they're like the one guy in the corner of the bar that, you know, he's just there all the time. We'll go, Oh, Malifu. Oh, I know what that means. And it'll just, it's like the last person that you might think uh, knows the true definition. We'll just say it word for word. And it's like, oh, see, that's cool. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, we're going to get 
uh, that boosted now. You can find us on YouTube now, but we're going to have, again, the virtual content is going to be flowing. Uh, the EP is going to be on all those. You can definitely find them. Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Bandcamp. Uh, I think Reverb Nation as well. It's going to be another platform. And then, yeah, pretty much anywhere you can think of. So Cool. Well, best of luck with the uh, the new EP due out, uh, you said, February 25th? Yep, the end of this month. Cool, cool. Well, I want to wrap so, this up before I have to uh, break the tie the, the tiebreaker of, of how many uh, <laughs> technical difficulties we can have. But uh, yeah. yeah, best of luck with the new EP, uh, February 25th, just high enough. And um, I guess we'll close the, the, the show out with... Uh, the, the new song from that EP. That's right. The title track looking good. I want to say thank you to all of our fans for all the support. We're finally getting that squad back out, you know, every time we're playing and, uh, you know, thank you to Tony for mixing this thing. Thanks to uh, Norm, our sound guy. He makes us sound great. And uh, thank you, John Paco. You are the man. And I'd love to be back on your show whenever you want to have me back. Hopefully next time we'll have a studio. We'll sit back. We'll have some beers. And uh, we'll shoot the shit. Sounds great, man. Thank you very much. I'm sorry again for the uh, the uh, mix-ups and shit, but uh, let's uh, let's rip this new tune, Mellifluous, just high enough. We'll see you, man. See you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.